We are live. How's things? I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. I am like mentally completely depleted right now. What? Nothing's going on right now. I was thinking to myself, it was going to be so great today because it's daylight savings time time, which means I'm recording an hour earlier than than we would normally record at such a time because you're back at work now. We'll talk about that in a bit. Um, And I didn't have any other recordings to do today. I did go swimming and I did a... um, Usually I swim for around like 30 to 40 minutes or so. And for the first time in me going swimming, I did completely uninterrupted 30 minutes with no breaks today, which I was oh, really proud that's of myself awesome. for. Um, Wait, but can we, can we unpack swimming just a smidge? Do, do you yeah. wear your Apple Watch while you're swimming? Yes. Do you wear any sort of audio th- device while you're swimming? No. If anybody knows of underwater Bluetooth headphones, I would love to know about them. Um. But no, I don't wear anything because I wouldn't know what to wear. But I would love those. If like I could find a good set of like some kind of headphone that won't come off. Sure, sure. I don't know how that would happen, but like because I know that such a thing exists that can be like plugged into an MP3 player or whatever. But I don't want cables. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't mm-hmm. want cables when I'm swimming, right? But I know like so. If anybody has any recommendations on that, then I'd be keen to know. But yeah, I wear my Apple Watch. Okay, and the swimming workout is turned on for all this, I assume. Yeah, I use Workouts Plus Plus, which nice. is great because um, I act, I think for the majority of the testing period of Workouts Plus Plus... Oh, that's Plus right. You Plus, said this. You were, you were kind of feeding underscore. I was the only person. Right. I'd yeah. forgotten about that. And I continue to give him feature requests, which he's very happy to receive. I don't know how many people actually swim and use the app. I don't think it's many people, but I do. And it's, it's the only type of workout that I care about. So I, I continue to give underscore feedback whenever I have it of like, nice. I've used it for a while and I think maybe we, you could try this. Mm-hmm. And it, it tends to be stuff that he likes the sound of. And But I, if you don't swim, swimming is very specific, right? Like the, it's not like basically any other gym-related workout because it happens submerged in water, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the rest of them is like there's similar conditions for most types of workout that mm-hmm. would occur inside of a facility and swimming is abnormal, so if you don't do it, it can be difficult, I guess, to think about it. But yeah, I I, I do all of my workouts with the Apple Watch, and it works good. Like I, I like it a lot, and I like I have found a new application. It was re- recommended to me by Max Temkin because I like to take notes. Right, like if I have a thought, I like try and dictate a note or something, and it just never works very well because the dictation's pretty bad on the Apple Watch when it's connected to cellular and in a swimming pool. Um, <laughs> just press record uh-huh. is an application. I've heard of this. That I will allow like. you to record audio on the Apple Watch untethered, and then when you get when you get back to the phone, it transfers over and even attempts to. Um, do speech to text on it oh wow that's cool but really all i need is just the ability to record like a 20 like a 10 second clip or something mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we're good to go we're good to roll on it so that's i cool. like it i'm very very happy with it the icon was actually uh was actually made by the artist formerly known as frank ah interesting yeah that's awesome uh how do you do that dictation though because you don't have water mode enabled oh because workouts does it for you Wait, what do you what dictation? So, so what I'm what I'm talking about is oh, I put oh, on oh, oh, oh no 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 so so yeah but I just I'm I'm taking a break 
So I make it do the thing that goes beep, 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 beep. Yeah, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, then I mm-hmm. go to the app and I record some audio in it and then I go back to the workouts app. I lock the water thing again and then go. I got you. Okay, because uh, when I do the tub for the kids, um, I will... God, that's still weird to say. But anyway... Um, I will put on, you know, water mode or whatever it is. Uh, I don't do that so much. I mean, like, so, like sometimes let's say that I sh- sometimes I'll shower with it and I don't bother. Like, it, it's not that much of a problem. I think the only thing about that really is it just it's to stop the touchscreen getting mm-hmm. uh, hit because the water can activate elements on the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Like the the watch is is water resistant as much as an iPhone. Like it's more than an iPhone, right? But like with an iPhone you can be around water in it and you don't have to do anything specific to stop it, right? Like, right. It's, like a, it's like a different thing. But anyway, yeah, I get your point. But anyway, so unless you have any more questions on swimming. Uh, no, other than how do you do that for half an hour and not get... Oh, actually, I have two. Number one, how do you do that for like half an hour and not get bored to tears? Like, I can run for half an hour, but if I'm not listening to something, I feel like I would just be so bored. Even if I'm not really paying attention, I just need that like that input to to let my mind wander. So I guess maybe all the noise from the activity of swimming itself is a little more than like mm-hmm. running. But how do you not get bored, man? Yes, yeah, this is the thing, right? Where I actually think to myself that maybe I shouldn't get headphones because this is literally the only time in my life where I will not have some kind of stimulus. Touche, like uh, touche. Right, like this is it. All I can do is just focus on my thoughts whilst I'm swimming. Mm-hmm. And then, what what stroke are you doing? Is this a standard freestyle or are you I doing... mix? Oh, interesting. Between so I, I front back, so I, I do like front crawl, backstroke, and uh, f- what is the one where you like the I can't remember flapping arms one is freestyle, I believe, and then yeah, I think it's called freestyle, but I don't think we don't call it freestyle here. I don't. Oh, think. is that right? But yes, okay. the, the Apple Watch calls it freestyle, so I'll say it's like like front front crawl, backstroke, and freestyle. I mix between them, so my muscles I give them a break, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. just so I can go for longer. I mix it all up. I enjoy swimming, and I'm pretty good at it. It's like the only thing that I'm actually decent at. Like I'm, I'm okay. I've always been okay at it. So I never played any sort of sport at school for any real length of time. Um, you know, I never was on any team uh, when I was in high school or anything like that. Uh, I might have mentioned this on the show, but I did briefly um, make my fifth grade, I believe it was, uh, basketball team, which was a school team, except that. I think they knew I was moving before the first game. So I, in retrospect, as an adult, I've always wondered if I got like a pity ad, you know, like, oh yeah, Casey, you can be on the team. You're good enough because you're moving in a week. Oh, you know what I mean? they knew you were leaving <laughs> yeah, exactly. and they wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. Um, but anyway, but my dad, coincidentally, um, and my mom, I don't think ever was, was terribly athletic, but my dad was actually a phenomenally good swimmer and uh, actually got a full ride to school, which he then um, squandered by dropping out. What but, is that? A scholarship? Uh, yes, yes. A scholarship. A full ride, meaning he, his entire schooling would have been paid for had he not dropped out. Um, okay. And so he had gotten a full ride to Drexel for swimming and then ended up dropping out and going back to a different school later in life. But he was a phenomenal swimmer. And I have extremely vague memories of being like three or four years old, like Declan's age, actually, and watching dad like compete in swim meets where he would do like thousands of meters. And I think this was freestyle. So he would do like an hour or two of swimming. And, and I always kind of wish that I had been good at anything but in a way i kind of wish i was good at swimming because i feel like that's a kind of unique 
skill to have. Like people, I like I can I can move about in the water and not drown, but I'm not a good swimmer. And Dad was a phenomenally good swimmer, and it sounds like you're a pretty good swimmer too. I could have been better. I could, could be better. So like I. I have quite broad shoulders, which I think is one of the reasons yeah, yeah, yeah. that I can mm-hmm. swim pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is the case, but my granddad always used to say I had a swimmer's frame. Um, I've heard I, that I, I, said many times. Yeah. Probably not about me, though, I'm assuming. But yeah, <laughs> I, like, I, I think I have kind of like a swimmer's frame. But when I was a kid, um, I had like I had to have a couple of operations as a kid. And it wasn't serious things. It, it was nothing that bad. It's, I make it sound really bad, but it wasn't that bad. But I just won't bore you with the details. But it just meant that I couldn't swim for like something like eight weeks on two different occasions. Now, this is important because I used to go for swimming class every week. Like that was a thing that we did at school. And I was actually getting really good, but in kind of the prime t- age that i would have been going through all of the like the all of the different things going to swim meets or whatever i couldn't do it so i that and that they these two operations were known to be occurring within a certain period of time so in the in-between time there wasn't any point in me trying to get good because i knew that i would be out of action front of a couple of months Hmm. that's that's really too bad but i mean i'm i don't have an athletic bone in my body, so I would Neither have an adventure. Actually, also, the other thing that I did while I was a younger kid, I did gymnastics for a while. Huh, that's cool. Did you enjoy because it? Because I, I have always been... Uh, I, I, I'm not... There is a phrase. I don't know if this is a if this is an okay phrase to use. Double-jointed? I think that's okay, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. Okay. I, I don't know. It just sounds bad, right? Like that just, I don't know. It just sounds like something that's not right. But anyway, um, which is kind of hyperflexibility. And I do have an element of hyperflexibility. This was just another thing as a kid. I don't know why, but I went to see some doctor at some point and he was like, oh, you're extra flexible. It's like a whole different thing. Uh, and then, so this, I guess, was part of the reason why when I was a kid and I went for I used to go to this like local club thing, um, mm-hmm. on like the day in the daytime or something. I guess to just give my nan, who used to be our kind of caregiver during the daytime, while my mom was at work because single parent family, um, she used to take me there. I used to go to this club thing, and then I was kind of identified as a kid to join the local gymnastics team. Mm, that's cool, and that was something else that I was getting real good at. And I used to go with a friend of mine. And then we were getting ready to go for our first, like... Competition or whatever? Competition, yeah. And he didn't want to go, and then I didn't want to go, and then it ended. And I stopped going. Because <laughs> I didn't want to be on my own. That's too bad. But all of the... I mean, <laughs> this is why I'm not in the Olympics. You're, you're more athletic than you lead on, then. Well, I wouldn't say that, though, but... um but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not athletic, but I just guess, like many kids, they were you're just put into these situations early on in life. Sure. Hmm. You know? That's cool. So uh, what else is cool these days? Uh, I never actually got to what I wanted to talk about. Sorry. I, I was very interested in the swimming. What can I say? I know. But today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends 
over at Squarespace. Use the offer code FEELS at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. Make your next move with Squarespace to let you easily create a website for your next idea. And with the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates and more, they are the all-in-one platform that will let you put your next project or idea online. All great ideas need websites these days, and Squarespace can give you all of the tools that you need. There is nothing to install, no patches to worry about, and no upgrades needed at all. They've got it all covered for you, and back everything up with 24-7 customer support in case there is literally anything that you need help with. Squarespace have all of the tools to make just about any type of website. They have lots of functionality that you can enable if you need it. Like today, I had to put a a blog post up on on our blog, on the Relay FM blog, which I can talk about in a minute. And uh, I was able to just jump into Squarespace, do everything really easily, put the text in. I was able to drop in an image, just drag it around where I needed. And also, I wanted to put a button in. So I wanted people to click on a button to take them to another page. And I was like, I'm sure there's like the ability to add a button in. Yes, there was. I could just press this little box, and it enabled a button. And I could just put the text in, put a URL in. Easy. Squarespace is so simple. I wouldn't have been able to do that today unless we use Squarespace for our blog engine because I would have had no idea what to do. Their plans start at just $12 a month and you can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. Use the offer code FEELS, F-E-E-L-S at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase and show your support for this show. Our thanks to Squarespace for the continued support of Analog and Relay FM Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. So we're recording this on Lucky Wednesday, the 13th of March. Some things have happened today. Can you tell us about that? Uh, um, you, sound well, okay, so, so, you sound so exhausted and sad. I'm not sad. I'm not sad at all. But sometimes, like, you've got some stuff going on, like you're planning out your week, and what you don't – there are things that happen that you don't expect that are going to recur, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Apple does goes I mean everyone knows this by now, right? Because there's so many days passed. But WWDC was announced. Um and that is a big deal when WWDC gets announced. Lots of things happen, lots of things change, things that you've been planning for 6 months, uh they start to occur at a timeline that you don't control. Mm-hmm. Um and our thing this time is a live show. Uh, which is actually a couple of live shows that we're both involved in mm-hmm. as part of a coordinated effort that uh, we have been talking about for a while. So let's go back a bit, shall we, to 2016. Uh, that was where I had ever done my first live show. Was that when you – that it was like the year before that you did uh, a live thing, right? You were uh, at the, on the talk show? Was that 2015? That was 2014, I thought. 2014. I'm not okay. sure yeah, about no, you, that. No, but... you are, I think you're right, actually. It was 2014. But you, your first live show was last year as ATP, though, right? Was it? No. Was it? I, feel, I don't yeah, think maybe you did it right. in San Francisco. I don't think you ever did one in San Francisco. No, you didn't. No. You always did them in your hotel rooms. You never, you have, yeah, you you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So... 2016, we did a live show at the Mena Gallery in San Francisco, and it was one of the best things that I've ever done. It oh, was so much fun. wonderful. Uh, RelayCon San Francisco was the name of the event. It was just awesome. It was a lot of planning and a lot of risk, and we did it, and it was fantastic. And we kind of vowed to ourselves that we would do uh, live shows forever. 
right? Like we would always do the San Francisco live show. It's kind of like the home show in a way, right? Because it's WWDC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of put our deposit down in 27. We're getting ready to put our deposit down, like two days away from signing a contract in 2017 that would have meant a 50% uh, non-refundable deposit, which in San Francisco is a lot of money. San Francisco events are very expensive. Um, and then Apple announced last year that they were going to San Jose for WWDC. So because of that, because we didn't know San Jose, you know, me and Stephen had been going to to San Francisco WWDC for years, so we knew venues, right? We'd, both been, we'd all been to Minna before for live shows and stuff like that. I think one of the places where me and you met for the first time was at an iMore event in, mm-hmm. in WWDC mm-hmm. 2014 at, at Minna. Um, so we didn't want to do a live show last year because we didn't know the place. So we decided we'd do a meetup and we did a really great meetup. And then AltConf approached you, right? Last I year? believe that's Am right. right. It was well, it was Marco that was kind of quarterbacking all this, but I believe yeah. they came to us. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah, that's something like that happened, right? But like there was, it came apparent to someone like, oh, we could work together. And you did a live show last year of like 900 people, and uh, when I I was at the show and thought it was fantastic, and yes. I thought to myself, why don't we do this too? <laughs> so. I was me and Marco were talking about it for a bit, and then Stephen took over the project because he is the SVP of live events at Relay FM. <laughs> That's for real, by the way. Um, and we have an organizational structure, and Stephen, part of Stephen's organization, is live events. And we decided, wouldn't it be great if we made it a thing with AltConf, where like AltConf get two days of programming. Right, so they get ATP on one day, Relay FM on another day, and then we all get a nine hundred seat venue for no money. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, which is not easy to come by. So we went to AltConf, and they were like, "Heck yeah!" So this is what we have: we have the first ever WWDC podcast festival occurring at AltConf over two days. Uh, you guys have got Monday. Um, June 4th, we have Wednesday, June 6th. Uh, as of recording, there are tickets available. There'll be a, a link in the show notes for the tickets. If you want them, you should come and see us. Um, I have no idea, honestly, have no idea how long these tickets will take to sell out. Um, I, you know, it could be all gone. It could take a couple of weeks to go. I have no idea, right? This, that's a lot of people, like 900 people is a lot of people. Um, so we'll see. And I mean, hopefully there'll still be some if you want to come and you listen to the show. Um, I'm very happy that you guys are doing Monday, by the way. I don't know like what your thought is on that, but I really didn't want to do Monday. Why do you say that? It's too much to do. I've done events two years in a row on Mondays, and Monday's too busy. Like I have upgrade to do in between the keynote and whatever event we're doing. Um, I do- having another event is like it's it's too much, right? Having another show to think about over the last couple of years has been, or another thing to do in the evening has been too much. So I'm super happy to have Wednesday. It you was know, actually the day that I wanted. Oh, that's good. Uh, I I like doing it Mondays because that was our tradition amongst the three of us in the hotel rooms, like you mentioned, or hotel room, I should say. Um, and I, w- one of the things I like about Monday is it is our raw feelings 
hours after the event that have not yep. been processed at all. And because we make it clear every year that we are recording hours after the event and these are our raw feelings, it kind of gives us a get out of jail free card for factual inaccuracies and just getting things mm-hmm. plain wrong. And I do like that quite a bit. And not to say that isn't applicable on Wednesday, for right. example. But that's but... what I also love about doing upgrade literally an hour after the keynote ends, which right. is what we typically do. Mm-hmm. And if we were doing upgrade, then I would want to do Monday, but we're not doing upgrade. Um, like so we're doing similar to what we did uh in 2016 that the show will it will be an episode of connected but there will be other stuff going on so Mm -hmm. like it Mm -hmm. won't be 90 minutes of me and steven and federico actually steven is going to be the mc this time i was the last time so steven is is generating the programming um it will begin with connected and then he's working on some other parts that will occur afterwards. Because we are doing this as Relay FM, I, I, we all like it to not just be one show, mm-hmm. um, because we're more than just one show. So like we like to mix it up. Um, there are lots of live events that we do where it is just one show, right? Like when the pan addict goes to Atlanta, we don't drag you down and do analog <laughs> in the middle of it, right? Like I wish you would. We. I, you, why don't you come down? We're going to be there f- uh, second weekend in in April f- f- or something. 14th, 13th to 15th. You should come down. It'd be great fun. I see. Um, but yeah, we like to do it kind of mixed up. So, But Stephen's running it this time, which I'm, which I'm very happy about. I don't know why I got onto that train of thought. I'm a bit <laughs> wired today. and the re- Okay, so I haven't even spoken about why I'm wired about it. We knew this was happening, right? We all knew that we were doing this event, but we didn't know when WWDC would be. Now, I don't know what OrtConf knew, but we didn't know. And I'm being deadly serious. We kind of had things 100% confirmed on Monday about the running of the order. We still didn't know when WWDC was going to be. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah. i just knew that we were gonna be on wednesday and you were gonna be on monday and this is how many tickets there would be and like this is some stuff for your promo page like we were just kind of confirming some stuff and then this week we were going to be getting all of our materials ready for when it went up mm-hmm. but then wwdc got an today, and so i so tickets went up I was like, oh, like WWC tickets, you know, that throws your day off, right? Because like now I'm planning flights. Uh, I'd already booked my hotel room on a whim in January and it worked out to be the correct dates to Ching, save so much money. Um, And so I was getting all of that done. And then I saw the AltConf announced that they were doing AltConf, including announcing the events, which was the agreement that they would talk about it once it went up. But I wasn't expecting it to be today. Right. So, kind of things are going along, and I've realized that, like, I've been texting and talking in Slacks and stuff with people about WWDC, hadn't seen Steven. Oh, goodness. So, I was sent, so I, I sent him a message. I'd be like, do you see WWDC, right? Nothing. And then I sent him an all-caps message, all-conf, I've got the information up, tickets are available, nothing. Then I find my friend in him. Uh, as, as you and should. I could see where he was and knew he was out for lunch. So I called him and he didn't answer. That's So unusual. then I just had to like go ahead. And, he was at a lunch meeting. So I then had to go ahead and like 
do it right because he well he didn't answer he sent me one of those apple watch things can i call you later because he doesn't know why i'm calling him. right right um and then he gave it like and then it, like 10 minutes later he sent me a message because like he was as soon as that i never i don't call him unless it's an emergency right, right? so then he knew he had to kind of get away as quickly as he could to to see what was going on mm. but like at that point i'm like well i'm writing a blog post now i guess like <laughs> i don't know what to do <laughs> right, so right. yeah it's just been a bit of um and then you kind of like you know you're trying to trying to get it together to try and get the word out a little bit um doing what you can do but yeah it, this is a big okay so i don't know how you felt i mean i'm sure like this year i'm sure that you guys are pretty chill but 900 seats seems like a too many seats for me so like i i'm you know i'm just like a bit like ah, are we gonna are they gonna be sold right mm-hmm. no i mean I, i'm sure that maybe you felt that way a little bit last year but maybe probably this year and not worried because you sold out would i be right in thinking that i mean i was never that worried about it because if there's empty seats there's empty seats who cares yeah, but I don't want there to be empty seats. I, mean, I don't want there to be, but whatever. Especially when, especially when you can sell it out. Oh, I don't want empty seats. <laughs> I don't want to go there on Monday and it's sold out, and then we go there on Wednesday and there's fifty people there. God, that would you be know? the best troll ever. If I if there was some like anteroom or something where I could have everyone just waiting, and you come out, and you're like, "All right, guys, it's time." Oh my I like, god! I like the thought that you think you could convince everybody to do something like that. Oh you, God, but... no, certainly not. But it would be funny. So, yeah, I just, you know, it's just a little bit, I find it a little bit nerve-wracking just because this is the biggest event we've ever done by a factor of, like, five. Um, I mean, we, every year we have had waiting lists that have been 950 people or something, right? Like, you just get these huge waiting lists. So I'm confident that we probably can feel this, but you never sh- you never know, right? Like, you don't ever know until it happens, um so yeah it's just it's always been a bit like i'm very excited about it but i'm on edge about it until until i know we're actually selling the tickets this is the other thing because it's not my event i don't know how many tickets have been that is that is tough that i do here right and i'm very used to running our own events and the the people at conf are lovely if we emailed them and asked they would tell us immediately but the amount of times i would be emailing them I think they would hourly. They would they would set fire to me eventually. I don't think that I would be allowed in the building come June because I would have this as a tab open in all of my web browsers right, on all my devices, and and every now and then I would just refresh it. Right, like you just kind of want to know every time. Like so, like when we have the Panatic Kickstarter, like for the first forty eight hours, I'm checking in on it like every forty five minutes or something just to see what's going on and then i stop checking it and then i check it like a couple of times a day as and then like maybe once a day and then you know for the for the however long the campaign's running for yeah because i'm excited and i want to see that people are seeing it and stuff like that but as is usual with things like this it it's kind of pointless until the shows have gone out because that's where people actually hear about it they hear about it on the show right like you can tweet about things as much as you like but if you don't talk about them on the show, people don't know about them. And we see this the most with merchandise stuff. Like if you've got a t-shirt, you tweet about it, you might sell like 15 of them. But then when you talk about it on the show, you'll sell hundreds within 24 hours. Just because that's where people are paying attention. They're paying attention on the shows. So we're not, I'm not going to bug them. We're not going to bug them for a few days unless they get in contact with us. So like, let a couple of shows go up and then maybe see like how's it going. But yeah, it's... 
It's been a wild day and I'm very excited and I'm really, really happy that we're doing this together. Um, even though we're not like together together, but I think it's fun. Yeah, I have yeah. great, I have grand dreams of something like this, you know, like what if next year it was three shows and the year after that it was four shows. And then like, you know, in, in a few years time, it outgrows OrtConf and we have to make it its own thing. And like, you know, it, you know, it would be, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I'm excited about something like this. Cause I feel like this could be a thing at WWDC. Like, that people like to go and see live shows and there are more and more shows that exist. Wouldn't it be great if there were multiple days of things, like every night there's a show to go see and it's all part of this festival? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. I would it love would be, that. But. It would be super fun. And I think it would be super, super awesome, both for people attending the conference itself, but also for people that are just there because we don't have to belabor this now. But basically, it's very hard to get a ticket to WWDC and a lot of people won't get a ticket, but will choose to travel anyway, which is what I'll probably end up yep. doing if I'm not lucky this year, which who knows. And beyond that, you know, a lot of people just say, I don't even need a ticket. I'm just going to go ahead and, and go because there's so many other things to do and so many people in town. And that, yeah, that's what exactly. you do. Because I, I, I am a great proponent of just being in town. And over the last few years, we have given some people an additional reason to come to town. And that makes me happy because yeah. my first year my first two years i think yeah my first two years i wasn't doing anything like i was just going to be there and to kind of like soak in the or like the 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 love of it all i guess Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right like just to be there and be around everything and experience that like i was excited about it um so i would go and that's what i wish more people more and more people would do that especially in San Jose, WWDC is so much better in San Jose than it was in San Francisco. And I'm hoping that this year people will have heard whatever, all the great things people were saying about last year. And that this year it's an even bigger community event. And I hope... Uh, so I will say on that point, by the way, like if you're looking for something to do, AltConf is the thing to do, by the way. Like, AltConf is, is free. Like, you can give the money and you should give the money if you can... Anyone can go to AltConf and go and see the sessions and stuff like that. Like, that's amazing. I mean, it is worth saying our tickets for both of our events, they're $5 per person, but all of the money is going to AltConf to support what they do um, because AltConf provide an incredible resource to people that can't afford WWDC but want to be in town or just can't get a ticket but still want to be there. So they're amazing for that, and I'm happy that we're able to do something to help support them. Um, and kind of to help put more eyes on AltConf, I guess, um, which is great. Like, just to have more attention to them is always a good thing. But WWDC is a fantastic thing to be around and be a part of if you can get to town. I really recommend it, so... Yeah, me, me as well. And I'm really looking forward to it. I do like doing it in San Jose. Um, there are advantages to doing it in San Francisco, but to be honest, I don't particularly what care. What are they, Casey? Well, the, the the most obvious thing is it's much easier to travel to San Francisco by air than it is to San Jose um, because it's a yeah, major, I major, mean, major I guess airport. so. I mean, like, even for me, it's obviously it's not as easy, but it's still I can still get a direct flight from London. To San Jose? God, I feel like I've done yeah. this every year. You tell me this, and, and I'm like, what? Well, it's only one year. Well, fair. But yeah, we get the direct. There aren't a lot of them, but I'm on it. 
fair enough. But anyway, it's 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 more difficult, at least domestically, it's more difficult to get in um, by plane. There's the bars all seem to close kind of heinously early last year, although it wouldn't surprise me if they either learned from last year or perhaps get a visit from Apple saying, psst, you might want to plan to stay open late this week. I think they will have got the like the the hint from last yeah. year. I think I think the local like from just from ch- chatting to some people like who worked in retail stores and coffee shops and places of the like, they didn't really know what to expect and or like didn't even really know that it was happening. But by the end of the week, they all really knew it was happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, but by and large. I really don't like San Francisco, to be honest with you. Like, I know a lot of people love it, and and what works for you works for you. But I really don't care for San Francisco, and I the I, problem is is where we are in San Francisco and is the issue. That's a large part of it. I still have problems with San Francisco as a whole, but that's not the point of this podcast. But what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to meander toward, is I really, really enjoyed having it in San Jose last year. I thought it worked out really well, and I'm really looking forward to it again this year. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. I'm really really excited for WWDC. Yeah. Um just because last year was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to making it a bigger and better one this year. Me too. Now, why don't you tell us about something that's awesome? All right, today's show is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way for anyone to start a podcast. If you have a thing you want to say, a moment you want to share, you can with Anchor. You don't need to worry about a big recording rig. Just download the app from the App Store and you record into it just like you're talking on the phone. Then Anchor takes care of the rest. But if you want to go a step further than just that, Anchor have also added some great new features. They now have a complete web system so you can upload your files that you may have made in GarageBand. GarageBand, I should say, or Logic or something like that. You can upload them directly. You'll get analytics. You can see how many people are listening to your show. Their analytics are really great looking, by the way. And get this. There are no fees for their podcast hosting. No fees. Anchor will also help you to distribute your show to a variety of platforms. You know, you've got Apple Podcasts, even Spotify, Google, all of them. It's really great what Anchor can do there. With the Anchor app, you can also follow the people that you enjoy. You can call into their stations, leave questions, and even listen to some of your favorite people share their thoughts with you. I'm a big fan of Anchor's platform. They, In the time that I've been, we've been working with them, in the time that we've been paying attention to them, they've been doing more and more great stuff. The people over there are really awesome. Um, I'm really excited about what they might be able to do for podcasting. They, they are enabling people to get their content out into the world in new and interesting ways. If you want to find out more about Anchor, let me tell you a great way you can do it. Go to anchor.fm slash relayfm. Here you will find our brand new show. It's called Subnet. It is a new tech news flash briefing that is hosted by Stephen Hackett. Subnet gives you the latest headlines to help keep you informed about technology. It is also available on Amazon Echo and Google Home thanks to Anchor. So if you go to anchor.fm slash relayfm, you can check out Anchor and also check out Subnet. Our thanks to Anchor for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so should we get into our regularly scheduled programming? <laughs> yes, please. You want a wedding update? I would love one. Um, so we went out and did a few things uh, this past weekend. Uh, I bought my suit. Is this the one I that sent you a picture? Yes, you looked quite sharp and last i heard adina listens to this program so hello adina and i will describe none of this suit unless she's already seen it shit mate come on i don't get these types of things in my life let me tell you what actually happened here right so 
My one, my my best friend of wow, fifteen years. His name's Terry. You're going to be meeting Terry soon. Excellent. Um, we were all out with it was me and Adina and Terry and his partner. Uh, we were out for dinner a few weeks ago, and we were just talking about wedding stuff because Terry's going to be in my groomsman party thing. And I was saying, oh, we're going to go out and get suits soon. Um, like for the, so what I'm saying is that I'm, we're not all getting the same suit because of the problems we're trying to fit people in the UK and the US. So it's kind of just like everyone just buy a navy blue suit that you like. like get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. and it, So it will purposefully not even look like we're attempting to really match, which is better than like kind of yeah, getting yeah, it yeah, right, yeah. you know? If you have like four or five guys in four or five different suits, but they're all the same color-ish, that will work. So that's what we're going for. And I was like, oh, we can go out and make a day of it. Like, we'll go out and get suits. We'll go have a drink and that. And then Dina's like, mm-mm. Basically there, she's like, I'm, I'm, we're, we're buying the suit together. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to come with you to buy the suit. So nice. that was taken out of my hands. And so we went to try on suits together. I mean, I just want to say, state for the record, I don't know anything about the dress, but for some reason, I'm not. I'm not trusted to buy a suitcase <laughs> because in. you're a man. That's I mean, why. I know how to dress. I know. I I consider myself to be relatively stylish. Uh, I picked out the suit myself, by the way. Right, like that was my choice. But for some reason, I wasn't. I wasn't fully trusted uh, to to tackle this task on my own. So we went into London. I, there was a specific store that I wanted to go to. It's a designer called Ted Baker. Um, Ted Baker is all over the world. You may or may not know Ted Baker. It's not really that important. But I've always wanted a Ted Baker suit, always, and I've never done it. Um, the time in my life where I was wearing suits regularly, which was when I was in the bank management job, I didn't have enough money to buy one of their suits. Um, they're not insane, but they're not a $150, $200, like just regular high street store suit. You know, they are they are upwards of 500 pounds. You know, I don't know why I said dollar. I should have said pounds. So <laughs> you know, they're, you know, they're kind of uh, the, the over 500, over 700 pound area, right? For, for, a, for a suit. So it's not insane for a good suit, but that was what I wanted. I've always wanted one. So, we went there and tried it on. I'm going for a three-piece, so waistcoat and jacket. Um, I'm also going to be wearing a bow tie, is what I've decided for the day, because I look good in a bow tie. <laughs> Not everyone can pull off a bow tie, but a bow tie I can pull off. Uh, it works for me, so I, I will be the only one wearing a bow tie. The, the rest of my groomsmen will be wearing regular ties. So the suit has been purchased, but me and my friend Terry, we're going to buy shoes and ties together is what, is what we've been allowed to do. And we'll be doing that at some point before the wedding. Uh, I mean, I, who knows I, if I will actually be allowed to make the final decision on the shoes, um, but uh, that, that's what we'll be doing. So the suit has been purchased. We, I have a suit. Excellent. That's super exciting. That, that means things are getting really real. Yeah, I'm excited about my suit as well. I like it a lot. Oh, and we also went on that day to try on wedding rings. Oh, my word. Mm. It's like you're a real boy now. Didn't like that part. Oh, no? Why? 
I don't, I don't like when I don't like I don't wear rings. I don't wear any jewelry actually. Um, Except and your I beard. Have not one any jewelry for many years. Like, and any jewelry that I have ever worn was like costume jewelry in that I would wear it for an evening, right? And then it would be gone. The only thing I ever wear is a watch, and I've worn watches for again, like nearly 20 years now every day. So that's very normal for me. But rings are not something that I'm very normal what used to, I should say. And we went to a couple of different stores. We went into one store, and the the lady who was helping us didn't care about anything. Like, she just could not care. As as Americans would say, Casey, she could care less. Um, that does drive me nuts, when too. When actually, it meant she couldn't care less. Yes, it drives me nuts uh, as well. I know, mm-hmm. I know. She could care less about the situation that we were in. And I don't know why, but I was freaking out a little bit. Because I was didn't like it. I was trying the rings on, and they all looked weird. They were like they looked strange in my hand. And at one moment, I said, "Please let me finish my thought on this." Okay. I said out loud, "Why are we even doing this?" And <laughs> what I meant, and what Adina knew I meant, was, "Why are we trying these rings?" Mm-hmm. And I don't know why she knew I meant that, but she did. But uh-huh. the lady, I don't know what she thought was going on. Like, she thought that I was in this situation where maybe I was being pressured into getting married, you know? Oh, And goodness. that, like, you know, like one of those situations where, like, I don't actually want to do it, but she's making me. But uh-huh. no, I, I just meant, like, why are, we, why, are we, why are we bothering with these ring things? This is horrible, and I hate it. Um, but then we went to a different store, and it, was, and it was a nicer experience, mostly because the environment was calmer. And the lady was giving me information and was being helpful. Uh, I have not decided on the material yet. What I have decided is uh, what I am happiest with is a a thin ring. I'm probably actually going to go for like four millimeters for my ring, which I think is uh, it is atypical for a man's wedding ring. Um, but I like that for me. I want something slim, something relatively low profile. Do you know out of interest the the size, the thickness of your ring? I haven't a clue, but it's a standard man's ring. So okay. it's like a quarter inch, half inch, I would say, which I know is not terribly helpful. But um, well, actually, do I, no, I don't have field notes on me, do I? I would use a little ruler that's conveniently put at the back of every field notes to measure. But I could try to AR kit this thing and see if it would tell me. All right, so four, four millimeters is 0.15 inches. Yes, that's that's quite tiny. Yeah, so it's 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 smaller typically than an average ring would be. Um, so it's, it's like half a centimeter. That hasn't helped you either, has it? somewhat i know roughly how big a centimeter is and that does seem pretty small because for whatever reason that's just what i like the look of now i had previously decided that i was gonna get a tungsten ring so tungsten is like a non-precious metal um it is incredibly tough so tungsten rings can't be resized Uh, they're not like a it's not a precious metal, but they can't be resized because they're so tough, right? You, you, you can't. I think my, the way it was explained to me, like if they can be separated, if it can be broken, it's broken, right? Like you can't change the sizing of a tungsten ring is what 
I've been told by a couple of different jewelers, which whatever. Um, and I wanted a tungsten ring because a few of my friends have them and I like them. I like the color of them. I like that they're strong. I like that they're kind of getting kind of beaten up a little bit as part of the whole thing. Right, right. But then when we were in the jewelers, like Adina's getting palladium to match her engagement ring. And I was like, ah, do I actually want something that will match? Like, do do I want to have a ring that could be adjusted in size as I adjust in size as a human being <laughs> over my lifetime? You know, one way or another, probably over many different iterations, I will adjust in size, right? Bigger right. and smaller as right. I go through the next 70 years of my life, hopefully. Um, and... I was kind of umming and ahhing on it a bit. Like, what do I get? Do I get palladium so it can be adjusted? Or do I just get tungsten and then the ring that we that I get on our wedding day will always be the same one? Right? Like, mm. And if I need mm. to get a new ring, then I'll have to just get a new ring. So I keep going backwards and forwards on that. Right now, I'm in the camp of get the ring in the style that I want, which would be a tungsten ring because I just think it's cool, and I like that they tend to be a bit darker in color. Um, and then that will be the one ring, right? And that if I then have to get a new ring later on in life, then I get a new ring later on in life. And right here, that is a ring that I bought on Amazon for like 30 pounds. <laughs> because tungsten is, because it is not a precious metal, it's actually pretty cheap, Oh. to get a nice-looking wedding ring. And I wanted to buy one because it was a four millimeters. I found it on Amazon, and it was tungsten, and I liked the design of it, and I bought it, and I tried it on. It's the wrong size. I need to get a size down. But I th I think it's what I'm going to go with. Like, this 30-pound ring from Amazon. I think that's what I'm going to... I think that's what I'm going to do and, and, and use the tungsten. Because I, I, every other ring that I tried on... I didn't like. I just didn't like them. But this one, like, I've got it on right now and I'm looking at it and it's like, yeah, okay, I think I could see myself wearing that every day. Like, it's the right kind of color that I like. I wear a lot of dark colors so it doesn't stand out. It, like, matches quite nicely um, because I tend to wear podcast t-shirts and all podcast t-shirts are in dark colors typically. Um, and I, I've kind of been wearing it a little bit while I've been at my desk just to kind of get the feel. Like, I, I want to try and ease myself into this a little bit. Um, so, like, just trying to see what it feels like to wear a ring. So, what I'm probably going to do is buy another one uh, that will be a size down. And if it's the one that fits, I'll keep on hold of this big one and just keep putting it on <laughs> until the wedding day. <laughs> and, like, just so I can kind of get a feel for it. Because, really, when I put it on, I don't want to take it off. Like... I feel personally that like and people differ on that, but like I will keep it on always is my what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Like I don't want to take it off to sleep, but I don't want to take it off the shower. Like once I put the ring on, like I want to keep it on. Um so I'm kind of just trying to make sure I get a little bit accustomed to it before it's on me all the time. I'm saying a lot. I am very conscious of the fact that you're not saying a lot. I'm interested in your <laughs> thoughts on my ramblings. Um, I, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts. Um, I, I feel like wedding rings are, to me, a surprisingly 
there there are a lot of different thoughts on wedding rings, which to me is very surprising. To me, you get I mean, whatever your particular ring is fine, but you wear it, you wear it pretty much all the time, and that's that. And I don't to me this is like not a debate. I think you and I are of the same mind. Like my wedding ring I might take it off to like fiddle with it or something, but I sleep in it. I shower in it. I bathe, you know, I, I do everything in it. I, I can't remember the last time I've taken it off for more than a minute or two for really any reason. Um, I do everything with my ring on and it only ever comes off momentarily. And I can't even think of a good reason why other than just fiddle with it. Um, but I know a lot of people that don't wear rings for various reasons, and some of them make a lot of sense. So, like, my dad never really wore a wedding ring, and and the explanation I got about it was that he has always been either a professional or amateur mechanic. And because of that, he just got used to taking it off when he was working on cars and stuff, and just kind of that became a thing. Like, it just kind of never made its way back on his hand after a while. Um which to me is a little bit weird, but you know, hey, whatever works. So, you know, I leave mine on all the time. Erin, hers are on basically anytime she leaves the house. Uh, when she's around the house, sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. You know, the 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 rings get kind of feel bigger or smaller depending on the, the ambient temperature. So whatever. Um, but she always has them on when she leaves the house. And and I don't know, it's just it's 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 odd to me that there's any real conversation about it that and I'm not saying that it's wrong to not wear it. I'm not saying that one has to wear it. It's just for me, this was never even a point of contention. Like, like I wanted to wear it and that was it. And I still do. Um, I feel like there was something else I had to say about it. I don't know. Mine is, uh, I believe it's titanium. If I'm not mistaken, it weighs, it weighs almost nothing. Um, it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a thin, it, well, it's one band, but it's aesthetically, it looks like a thin little band, a wide band, and then another thin little band, which is not an unusual setup for a man's ring. It was especially popular at the time we got married. Um, and, and I love it. Uh, Aaron's are platinum. Uh, both her engagement and wedding rings are platinum. Uh, and she seems to like those quite a bit. Are you going to get any, so you don't plan on getting any jewelry in yours, right? Like no diamonds. I mean, no stones or anything. No, I found out that apparently this has become a, f- a thing for men to do. Now, yeah. 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 Which I, I think has, typically not been uh at least from from talking to the the jeweler she kind of explained that like this is a thing that is becoming more popular for men to get stones in their rings um for me considering like i don't like the thought of jewelry anyway like having something that stands out like that um, I don't think I would like, which is why I kind of want to go for a dark gray or maybe even black. Um, actually, as we speak right now, I am ordering fifty pounds worth of wedding rings, two different rings <laughs> in in a in a smaller size. I don't think they're going to fit me though, so which could be a bit of a problem. So I might have to try and find something similar somewhere else because it's like they only have one full size down, which I don't think is going to work. But uh, we'll see. Um, if not, Amazon is a very good return policy, but I'm ordering one, which is the silver that I've got now, but it's like a space gray, whatever that space gray would be. Right. And right. then one that is considered to be black. So we'll see what, how these end up coming out. But like at 25 pounds a time, like I'm fine to keep trying this until I can find the one that I want, you know? Um, so that, you know, they do. And I, I, after this, something I might try is like this, this company, that's got these rings for sale on Amazon. They have some that are like black on the outside and they're kind of like blue on the inside, which might be kind of cool. Like if nobody ever sees it, but I know it's blue in there. I don't know. But like, I'm just kind of, I'm trying to find something that I like because this is going to be such a weird 
thing for me. And so, like, this is like a when when I bought Adina's engagement ring, she doesn't wear jewelry either, really. Um, and she was like really kind of weirded out about wearing the ring initially in a way that I couldn't understand. And it was like a little bit upsetting for me at first because like, mm-hmm. oh, but like it's this thing. But then, and now I like I apologize to her as soon as we left the jewelers. It's like I now I get it now. I get it now. Like if this isn't something that you're used to, like I totally understand why you find would find it weird. Like if you're not used to wearing jewelry and then you've got to put this ring on and you're expected to wear it every day, like I can see how it ends up becoming a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited though. This is this is really. Str- I mean, you were, we're cruising into huge it. steps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we uh, we were approving a um, musician today for the uh, wedding venue for the ceremony venue. Um, we're gonna have a a person with a guitar to kind of play mm-hmm. uh, some some music and to play the kind of like walking down the aisle songs. Nice. So that nice. was one thing that we did today. Yeah, it's all moving along, man. It's all moving along. That's fantastic. Uh, I actually have a wedding update for you, for your wedding, believe it or not. For our wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, you and me, we're getting married? That's awesome. Yes, yes. Uh, no, uh, tomorrow, no, today's Tuesday. Thursday is what I meant to say, which will have already happened by the time anyone listens to this. Uh, we are going to the a local United States post office to get Michaela a passport. And by that, I mean just submit the application. But still, things are happening. Yeah, because you mentioned that you were doing it, but now you have the appointment to Correct. do it. Yeah, as it turns out, I thought I had to call in. And it turns out as of sometime in the last three years since we got Declan's, you can actually do it online. It is a hilariously bad website. Um, I, if I remember, I'll put, I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember. So what I'm trying to do, and I, this will be very quick, what I'm trying to do is schedule an appointment to do something. And if memory serves... The way it worked was you decide where you would like to do it, and then it shows you like a kind of map, figuratively speaking, like a a chart of availabilities. But, or it might even be, no, I think what it was is you have to decide what window of time you would like to search for availabilities, but they give you no indication whatsoever when the first availability is. So it took me like four Um, or five times where I was, okay, let's try this week, please. There is nothing fine let's try next week please there is nothing fine let's try next the next week please there is not it's like can we just start by you telling me when the nearest available appointment is please are you kidding me oh god it made me so angry this is government you know development on the behalf of of the government in a nutshell like nobody ever thinks anything through it's just terrible but anyway suffice it to say we are going thursday to hopefully uh submit the application to get her passport and then subsequent to that uh hopefully we will have it within about a month or two, something like that. I forget exactly how long it takes, but hopefully it will be all taken care of. I am very excited about the the possibilities. I mean, we're still we are still angling toward coming. That is the idea. We That's why see. it's called them possibilities. Yeah, I know. Uh, the way things have been around the homestead lately, uh, I don't even know if we're going to ever leave the house again. But we'll talk about that in a few minutes. And and before this takes a kind of sad turn, I mean, everything's fine. But before, everything's fine. Oh. But before it takes a sad turn, uh, why don't you tell us about something else that's awesome? I sure can. Today's show is brought to you finally by our friends at Linode. 
With Linode, you will have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month to get your own virtual server up and running in the Linode cloud, which is something you'll be able to do in just under a minute because it is so simple to do. Whether you're getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode gives you all of the right tools that you need. They are the right choice for you. They have the fastest hardware and network with the with fantastic customer support to underpin everything. It has never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They guarantee 99.9% uptime for server availability. Once your server's up, they like to keep it that way. And they offer additional storage too. Block storage is now to beta and is available in Fremont and Newark. And Linode plan to expand their block storage to all of their data centers. There are many, many data centers that they have. They have 10 data centers spread across the world and they're looking to expand this block storage out to all of those. Linode is great for tasks like hosting large databases, running a mail server, operating a VPN, running Docker containers, hosting a private Git server, and so, so much more. Linode has fantastic pricing options available. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for only $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting at six, with 16 gigabytes of RAM as well. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, that's L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash analog, you'll be supporting this show and also getting yourself $20 towards any Linode plan, which could be for free months on the one gigabyte of RAM plan and they have a seven day money back guarantee as well. So go to linode.com slash analog to learn more, sign up and take advantage of that $20 credit or use the promo code analog2018. That's analog2018 at checkout. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and Relay FM. What's going on, Casey Liss? You're back at work now, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. So I think we spoke last episode that I was going to be easing back into work slowly over the course of, of March, and that is exactly what I've been doing. So uh, last week, I worked two half days for a sum total of one working day on the, in the entire week. This week, I am doing two full days. Uh, so I worked uh, all day today, half at the office, half at home. I will be well, I was going to do the same thing Thursday, but given the appointment I had to schedule, which is, I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that given the appointment that I had to schedule, instead I'll be doing some, you know, I, I guess two half days in a row or something like that. But um, I'm easing back into work. That's been fine. Um, it's been nice to ease back into it for me, for Aaron, for Declan, for Michaela. Um, it is definitely getting harder for everyone when when I'm not around because you know it's all on Aaron's shoulders which is an unbelievably large thing to ask of her um but the work side of it has been good I think everyone missed me a lot in the sense that I am the most senior iOS developer in that office the actually. world the world what is that? Sorry. I know, right? In in the whole world. <laughs> I don't know. It, it kind of just sounded funny. Like, I am the most senior in the world. I was channeling my inner, my inner Clarkson, right? But anyway, um, and actually, I guess I'm the most, I might be the most senior iOS developer in the, in the company, to be honest. Anyway, but the point is that, you know, there were a lot of things that, like, they were waiting on decisions to be made and help to figure something out. And so... They were very excited and remain very excited to have me back, which is good. I'm glad that it's not like, oh, oh, you're here now. But at the same time, you know, I... It's I like, have, hang on a second. Where were... Did you go somewhere? Where Where did you go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You were gone? I had no idea. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's that's been nice. But things around the homestead have been um, especially challenging for the last week. Um, I, I'm... In the interest of time, I won't give the the long and boring story, and I will try to do the short, short version. But 
uh, early last week, we noticed some differences with Michaela, um, which led us to make a doctor's appointment and we made an early morning doctor's appointment. So Aaron, we woke up, Aaron nursed Michaela. We got everyone in the car. We went to the doctor. We saw a different pediatrician at the same office that we normally go to because our pediatrician was booked and we explained the situation and long story short, uh, we were told that Michaela quite probably it's not an allergy, but like a, a sensitivity or an issue with either, uh, cow's milk or soy, which means the, the action they are two incredibly yeah. different things. Yeah. But apparently it's not unusual for one or both to be in an infant. So because of right. that, what that meant was Aaron cannot nurse anymore, uh, because she is chock full of both dairy, uh, you know, of cow's milk protein. And, right. And okay. Soy. I was thinking like, I was I was trying to wrap my head around that, being like, well, but if she's nursing, but yeah, of course, whatever goes through right. mother, right, will find its way to the child. Right, exactly. So, right. um, so that meant we needed to stop breastfeeding immediately. We needed to go on a special formula that mm-hmm. has it's it's the way the doctor described it is there's like you know breast milk or traditional formula is like think of like a paragraph, like a paragraph of text, right? And the formula we're on is like an individual sentence of that paragraph. So it's been broken or sentences, I guess I should say. So it's been broken down from like the paragraph to a series of sentences. Does this sort of kind of make sense? And and then there's if this doesn't help, which it does seem to have helped. But if it didn't help, we could go all the way to like individual words. And so what that would mean in a more literal sense is there are formulas that are basically just a bunch of amino acids and it's all the stuff in it has been broken down. So what we're feeding her is a bunch of proteins that, you know, so it's been broken down from like more complex uh, molecular or objects to proteins. And then the next step would be to take the proteins down to their constituent pieces and, and get the, get it down to amino acids. And so far it seems like that's not necessary, but what that's meant is we had to take Michaela. That's good news, right? Yeah, it is good news. But it's but it's okay. also meant that Aaron certainly had to stop breastfeeding at least for a couple to a, a few weeks. So at least a month, she needs to stop breastfeeding and go on a soy and dairy-free diet in order to clear all that out of her system. That's assuming we decide to to try to get Michaela back into breastfeeding, which we're still wrestling with whether or not we want to do that as I record this. Um, but that means for as much as a year, which is about how long Aaron breastfed Declan, she would not be able to have any dairy or any soy. And let me tell you, there is an unbelievable amount of food that has dairy and or soy in it. Like I never in a million years. Well, especially because a lot of the time that dairy isn't there, soy is there to replace it. Right. And it's just, it's unbelievable how much food, like the, the list of food that she can consume right now, I feel like is as follows. She can eat air. The air that she breathes, she can eat, and that's uh-huh, about man. the. You might stumble across some dairy in there. Yeah, you never know. I mean, obviously, I'm being facetious, but but it's it's been tough, and so um, obviously, Aaron has said on numerous occasions to me and to those she's spoken to about it, like she will do whatever it takes to to do what's best for Michaela. But it seems like it's probably going to be okay if she ju- if Michaela just goes on this special formula for a year. I mean, like let's you know it's not like that there's nothing Mm -hmm. right like of course like if the only way to feed your child and have a healthy child was breastfeeding of course right 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 
of course, you know, this is what you do as a parent. You take these sacrifices for your children. But like, uh, my mum was a smoker. So I don't believe that any of us were breastfed. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember my little brother and I know he always had formula. Um, like, because it was like a powder when he was a very little boy. And then it moved like it was mi- with milk and like, sorry with with like with water and then it like later on moved on I don't know what to like I, I don't remember enough but I know that we weren't breastfed because my mom smoked and at least you know it was known that you shouldn't at that point right like sure, we sure. weren't in the time period where like nobody really knew this stuff so and I'm fine I can, and it's it is fine oh right? it totally and, is and I it get totally why is. Uh, and I totally understand why many families choose. Uh, to go the breastfeeding route, like it makes perfect sense, but like it's not, it's not the only option. Certainly not. And so, and I think the thing of it is, is that you know mo- most would say that all things being equal, it is the best option in terms of the benefits for the baby. But but for many different reasons, it may not be the best option for a particular family. And um, yeah, I'm not trying to like besmirch anyone who feeds their kid formula far from it. It's just when we woke up that morning, we thought that she was a exclusively breastfed baby. And three hours later, that may have been the last time Aaron ever breastfeeds a child ever. And so for Aaron, I mean, for me too, but particularly for Aaron, like that has been a hard thing for her to mourn. And I don't mean that facetiously. And, and I don't mean that to be silly. Like, this is a special thing that she can have with her two children, well, had with mm-hmm. Declan and have with Michaela. And with Declan, you know, it was on her terms that she eased and weaned Declan off. But with Michaela, it was just, that's that, we're done. And Well, it's like you have a plan, right? And then all of a sudden, the plan changes. Yeah. Like anything like that can I mean, make an, an effect on you, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, look at what you said earlier. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be funny. Like you said earlier that WWDC getting announced at a day you weren't expecting really kind of bummed you out. I'm not saying it's the same. I'm not saying that you should feel bad. All I'm saying is it's the same. It's it is the same in the sense that it's the same general idea. Like you had a plan, and then all of a sudden your plans got turned upside down, and it's just annoying, right? Like whether or not it's sad, it's just annoying. And with with this particular example, it's even it's both annoying and sad. And in the grand scheme of things, there are some benefits to this, right? Because now I can assist in feeding Michaela, which is nice. Um, but but there's a lot of tough parts. And over the weekend, so like this happened on Wednesday morning, Thursday and Friday were especially bad because this formula, like I haven't tasted it, but I can assure you it smells like garbage and it it smells even worse coming out the other end, but it smells terrible. Why and, do and, you need to? So I, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying, just, I'm just know, letting you know, I'm letting you know. I don't need the, that information. I That's, thought we're all good. I'm painting a word picture here. So uh, anyway, um, it, it, it smells terrible. And of course, you can't say to Michaela, look, honey, you know, like you need this to help your insides. And and so we're trying to like we're all but force feeding the poor kid. I mean, not literally, of course, but I, it feels like we are. Um, and, and that was super difficult. And then compounding that Declan, I think, is is acting out because he's three. He's acting out because he's no longer an only child. He's acting out because he's upset that we're paying so much attention to Michaela. And so now here it is. We're like ramping up the attention we're giving Michaela because she needs even more attention than she was already getting. So he was, he was, and in is continuing to be kind of a bad kid. Like it's not his style. He's usually a very, 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 very good kid, but um, he's been kind well, of a pain. He was great until, 
<laughs> you know, the, yeah. his life was turned yeah, upside yeah, yeah. down. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, that, and that's the thing, right? Like, so this should be expected because he's now a sibling. This should be expected because he's freaking three years old. This should be expecting because we have an infant in the house. Like in so many ways, this should be expected, but it's still, it's been very difficult. And, and Aaron and I haven't found yet a reliable way to like get him to listen which sounds terrible like generally speaking he's an agreeable kid and does what we ask and is very polite and says please and thank you like normally he's really good but it's like it's like there's a dr jekyll and mr hyde where he'll just get like you know out of out of control and this is a new thing for all all four but really three of us and so aaron and i are trying to work through like what do we do when this happens how do we help him do we yell do we scream like you know is that what you do do you take things away do you you know or do you try to use positive reinforcement and again i'm not looking to turn this into a parenting podcast it's just there's so many different ways to handle it yeah i can't Whilst obviously I love talking to you about these things as part of your life, there's nothing I want less than to turn to. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So it's all I'm trying to say is it's been it's been extremely extremely stressful. And then compounding all this is Aaron looking down the looking down the road and seeing that I'm going to be here less and less and less over the next few weeks. And it's just she mm. is she is and understandably so she is miserable these days. And I'm miserable. So so, so what then? I don't like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that there is a what, but like, is there a what? I don't know. I guess not, right? I mean, I, the thing of it is, is that I think if if we had some sort of socialized healthcare, I probably would have already quit. No, I get you, man. I get. I I understand where you're coming from, right? Because it's like, it's not just the money you have to make; it's the extra money you need to make on top. Right, and that's the thing is, I I looked into it. Um, I I got a little tutelage from both underscore and, and Stephen. You know, like how do I go about getting my own healthcare? And and they showed me like this is where you look. This is where you look up like the plans that are available and so on and so forth. And you tell you know here's where I live. Here's how many you know people are in the house, kids and adults, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And the crummy plan, which from what I understand from underscore, who also lives in Virginia and is also you know uh, self insured. He said that this crummy plan is pretty crummy. And, uh, you know, I looked at what it would cost me to do it, and it's $1,500 a month, which is an absurd amount of money, like a truly absurd amount of money. And I don't know that our family can really take on that sort of financial burden in addition to, you know, not literally, but figuratively throwing away my salary from my job. So leaving aside the salary, like even if we can afford to lose my salary, I don't, and this is what you were saying a second ago, I don't know that we can also afford to pay all of that additional money. It's one or the other, right? Right. Right. You've either got to make more money or not have to pay out more money. Right. And so it's, it's been, it's been a really stressful week and it's all going to work out. And I mean, I, I look at so many other families and the burdens that they have to deal with. And what we're dealing with now is microscopic. It's, it's all, it's not even there. It's so small, but man, everything's relative. And when you're in the heat of it, it's tough. And so we've been having, we've been having a tough time and we'll, we'll work it out. We'll get through it. Um, and I mean, I like to think that I'm an okay, resilient person. Aaron is exceptionally resilient. And I feel like every time I think she's going to Oh, that sounds terrible. But like ever, if ever I look at her, I'm like, wow, she is, she's at her breaking point. And you know, if, if ever I look at her and think she's about to break, then somehow she just invents more strength, more endurance, more patience in a way that I wish I could. So we'll get through it, but it's been, it, it has not been fun around the list household.
Happy birthday to me. Mm. But we'll we'll make it through. Yeah, of course. All right. right. But, we, uh, we'll, we'll get there. But you know what would cheer me up a whole lot? What? Some relay your feels. You want to do some relay your feels? Let's do a couple. I don't think we have a whole lot of time, but let's do a couple. All right. Okay. Uh, well, one of them's for me. Are we okay with that? Yeah. And I, can, I couldn't read it to you. Liam asks, whatever happened to Mike's planned I love to test show? I'd be curious to hear more of the story here. Now, can you remind the listeners uh, what this was going to be about and where you spoke about this? July 2016, uh, on the Relay FM B-Sides feed, a pilot was published of a show called I'd Love to Test. And in that pilot, we tested Pokemon Go, and the hosts of that show were myself and Tiffany Arment and Adina Nemsu. And we had been working on an idea for a while, and the kind of the idea was we would pick a thing and... We would all try out that thing, and we would come to the show and talk about it. Uh, we did the pilot, but all kind of agreed that we were missing something to the format of the show. Um, like, there was something that more that, that it needed, but we didn't know what it was. Um, and we kind of just sat on it for a while. We weren't sure what to do about it. We kind of just left it. Um, a few months later, Dubai Friday appeared, and Dubai Friday worked out the thing that we were missing, which was challenge yeah the challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so what do by friday did that we couldn't come up with was to make it a challenge so we would would agree as a three what we would be talking about or somebody would come to like come to us and be like oh here's a thing that i want to do and we'd all do it but it wasn't in the idea of there is a challenge set because if somebody doesn't want to do it, there can be the entertainment of that in it. Plus, of course, like Mullen and Alex and Max are just as a trio. So I think so, they just so have a better like comedic chemistry than the three of us would have. It would like be a very different feel. And I haven't listened to that pilot again in a while. Like I don't know how it comes out, but um, that's what happened to it. Like we all decided that. Dubai Friday is amazing and that our show, if we were to do it, would just be like, it would just feel like a pale imitation at this point. Um, so yeah, that's what happened to why I love to test, but it doesn't matter now because playing for fun exists. Um, have I spoken about playing for fun on this show? I don't, I don't know if think I think you have. So playing for fun is a new show that me and Tiff are hosting together and it is about, it is about video games, but it is a video game show that is hosted by two best friends who just want to talk about the things that they love from video games that they love. So we don't talk about the things that frustrate us, the things that we don't like. We don't talk about industry politics. We pick a game that we both agree that we love, and then we talk about what we like about it. show comes out episode every month. We've done Super Mario Odyssey and Celeste. Uh, next up is going to be a combo of threes and flip-flop solitaire. Um, I love doing this show so much because it is purely good stuff. Yeah, I don't have any other shows where like the format, the idea of the show is just to talk about good things. Like bad things don't come up. Mm-hmm. Things that are annoying and upsetting don't come up. So yeah, it's it's been pretty great, and I love it. It's got my favorite artwork and music of any show 
that I've ever done. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with this project. So if you if you hear me talk about a lot of tests, like oh man, if you wanted to hear me and Tiff on a show together, playing for fun is a better show than that idea than the I love to test idea was. Um, it was Tiff's idea. She came up with an absolutely excellent idea of playing for fun. And if you're if you find it a shame that you don't hear Dina on any shows, that door is not closed. Like, oh, we don't have anything. But the reason that she doesn't have a podcast is not because she doesn't want to do one. She just doesn't. There just isn't a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, maybe, hopefully, one day. That's awesome. Uh, some not really follow up, but tangentially related. Uh, two quick points. I mentioned this on ATP, but another show I really love that's similar to this. And the reason I keep bringing this up is because I love the conceit of playing for fun, of talking about the good stuff and like just leaving off the bad stuff. Um, I think in, in the shows that you and I do, sometimes we focus a little too heavily on the negative stuff. Not, not always. Everyone does that. Everybody does that because people, they, they get eaten up in something or they get frustrated about a thing or sometimes it's easier to complain yeah, yeah, yeah. than it is to, to, to talk about good things. And, and that's why we like the idea and why it exists because in all walks of life, these types of shows tend not to exist, right? Where you're mm-hmm. just talking about good stuff. But I know that you have a recommendation of yeah. a show of a similar conceit. Yeah, and so this is uh, by a couple of local Richmonders, um, and this is a show called Sam and Ross Like Things. Um, this is uh, Sam Davies and Ross Catro, and they... Uh, talk about anything that they like and the conceit of their show which is very 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 similar is they are not allowed to hedge they are not allowed to say well i kind of just like this because you know when i was a kid no none of that just this is the stuff i like none of the bad stuff and it's really really good and i really recommend it but the other thing i wanted to mention is i have been playing a lot of the switch lately in a way that i I haven't in months and uh, I've gotten myself back into uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. And mm-hmm. I, I was enjoying listening to Syracuse and Tiff school you in <laughs> why your opinion was wrong about Zelda. And I'm pleased that it's sunken in on you and you've, you've gone back to it. Yeah. Like that you had some pre- basically you had some preconceived notions about the way the game should be played, which that game is not made for. And if you can break those, it helps you. Yeah. And so the, the short, short, short version is, I really felt like every time I picked it up, I'd forgotten what I was working on before, and that really bothered me. And, you know, what, what they said, and I think what you've also said to me in the past, is just just explore. Just just live your life, man, and uh, just run around and explore. And so I've gotten back into it. And I have, and I really did like Zelda at first when I was able to dedicate more time to it, and then I kind of got into this habit of doing just fits and spurts, and it kind of, I kind of fell out of love with it, but now I'm falling back into love with it, and uh, it, is, it is a truly magnificent game. Um, I want to mention one more podcast which is in a similar vein. It's called Please. Wonderful. It is, as you can imagine, Casey, it is a McElroy show. Oh, how could it not be? Um, this is Griffin and his wife, Rachel. And basically, they used to do a show about The Bachelor called Rose Buddies. And <laughs> oh, my word. they started to hate The Bachelor. So they rebranded the show, called it Wonderful. It's 24 episodes in, and basically every episode they bring things to the show that they find wonderful. So they just they they choose two things each, and they have some listener suggestions too of just things that they love right now. And when Tiff had pitched playing for fun to me, I was just getting finished with a binge of wonderful. So it was like totally in the realm of like, <laughs> yeah, 
Shows that are about nice things make you feel good. So it fit, it hit me right in an area that I was interested in at that moment. Um, and I really, really recommend Wonderful. It's like one of my, it's one of my new, very, very favorite shows. It jumps to the top of my queue every time because it's like an hour of just a couple who have incredible chemistry, like couples do, just talking to each other about things they love. And every now and then, like, there's something about their relationship that is wonderful. It is one wonderful is wonderful. <laughs> you don't say. And I recommend that people go and listen to it. That's awesome. Um, one more. Jason asks, do you guys have any level of celebrity at your local Apple store? And you actually have many different selections of Apple stores within a not yeah. too terribly long trip, right? Yeah, there are, there's a lot in London. And like from where I am, there are a lot within a basically similar travel time distance. Mm -hmm. Right? Like you can get, like, you know, a joke in like, you can get to anywhere in London in 45 minutes, no matter where you are. Um, and that's typically how long it takes to get everywhere, but you can get <laughs> everywhere in that space of time. Um, and the two stores that I tend to frequent are the two main stores, the Covent Garden store, which was at some point may still be the biggest Apple store in the world and just in square footage. Um, and th the Regent Street store, which is one of the flagship stores. Uh, I have been noticed by someone in the Covent Garden store. Um, when I went there once, I was recognized by one of the employees um, and they helped me out with a watch try-on, which was awesome. Uh, when watch try-ons were, were a thing you had to go that and do. That was fun. They, that was a great experience, though. Yeah, I like that. Like, the watch try-on convinced Adina to buy an Apple Watch. Yeah, I think because the experience was so good. I, I, it, it, like if you look at it on paper, it's like, come on, it's a freaking trinket. Like it's a little computer for your wrist. You don't need any of that. Like just whatever. Um, but then you actually experience no, it. No, I agree with the try-ons were a great idea. But yeah, but th that's the thing. Like you, you look at it on paper and it's whatever, but then you experience it and you're like, that was delightful. <laughs> like You mm -hmm. could even say, Mike, it was wonderful. Wonderful. I would say that. Um, and, uh, I now have someone who is a listener of another store who's helped me out of a couple of things who's awesome. And if you're out there, thank you so much. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man, it was really difficult to get an iPhone 10. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Yeah. Oh, man. Now, I only have... You? So th there's there are actually several Apple stores um, in Virginia, but there's only one anywhere close to me. And uh, that that one is the one that's in Richmond, of course. And I am hit or miss there. There are times that I'll go in and someone will come up to me and be like, oh, you're Casey. Oh, my gosh. I always wondered when you would come in. And like, that sounds so self-involved. But I mean, it's happened. Like, that's, that's people have actually said that to me. Um, and and so they'll be really excited. And there was even once they were like, oh, wait, wait, wait I got to get my friend who's in the back and they, they want to meet you, blah, blah, blah. And But most of the time, almost always, when I go in, it, I'm just another face in the crowd. Nobody has any idea who I am. But it is, you know, it, the reason that this question is, is one to ask is it, it, you would expect that this is a place. If there was any place outside of San Jose in June, right, yeah. an Apple store yeah. is, a pretty, is a pretty decent place for it to occur. 
Yeah. Um, we would love more Relay Your Feels questions. Uh, if you want to send them in, just send us a tweet with the hashtag Relay Your Feels. It goes into a spreadsheet for us to pick out at a later date. I would love uh, love more suggestions. If you have questions for us, please, please, please send them in. I uh, would appreciate it very much. Um, but until next time, Casey Liss, say goodbye. Bye, everybody.